0: Loop it. We have it stand to your feet if you would in the reading of God's Word. So we honor God, we're going to forego our faith declaration on today for the sake of time. Oh God, there's nobody like you. <laughs> <laughs> nobody like you. Luke chapter number 24, verse number 1, it says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing spices which they had prepared. But they found that stone was rolled away from the tomb. And then when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, they they behold two men stood by them in shining garments. Two men. Take note of the text. It says, And they found two men. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here a geographical location. He is not here at this place, a point of reference. They were looking for Jesus in a physical place, but he had ascended to a spiritual place, y'all. So why are you so perplexed because you don't see with your natural eyes what you should be grasping with your spiritual eyes? Why are you so perplexed because what you hope for in the natural has already transpired in the spiritual? you got something far greater than this flesh of a mess that you have wrapped around you. He is not there. He is arisen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, watch the transition. Two men talking. White letter text. Goes from two men talking to one man speaking. Saying, the son of man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men. And be crucified. And the third day, raised again. Watch. The red letter text signifies that Jesus is speaking. Y'all missed it. We had a transition take place right before your eyes and you didn't even catch it. There's a transition that's happening in the text. It goes from the natural to the spiritual. It goes from two men talking, two becoming one flesh, bone to bone, flesh to flesh, to one man, Jesus. It is the marrying of the church to the bridegroom. And when Jesus resurrected, he was coming back as a, a groom looking for his bride. So two becomes one. Yeah. Am I giving you all too much, too soon, too fast? And he says on the third day, He will rise again. And watch. And they remembered. Let me pray right there. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you that the stone has been rolled away. That, Father, because of the stone rolling away, that we have resurrection, redemption, and everlasting life in you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to give you three snapshots of what this text is speaking to us on this morning. And then I'm going to let you go on your way and eat your crawfish and your barbecue. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! And they remembered, they remembered. In the Gospel of Mark chapter number 16, it says, but when they looked in, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Somebody shout, rolled away. I want to talk to you real briefly from the thought restored. See, the resurrection is more than just Jesus resurrecting from the grave. Now catch and hear me when I say some of these things, because your spirit has to be open, that the resurrection wasn't a great miracle. Oh, God. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. So resurrection is not a great miracle. Matter of fact, Jesus came up quicker than Lazarus did. So a greater miracle than the resurrection of Christ would be, theologically, ideology, would be Lazarus coming from the grave. Jesus came up in three, Lazarus came up in four. So which one is more difficult? To raise in three days or to raise in four? I'll leave that with you for a second. Now now, now watch, so resurrection is not grand. But what made this resurrection of Jesus Christ so grand and so miraculous, it was because it was foretold. As it is written. That's why when Jesus said, I had to tell you these things, that the Son of Man would be handed into the hands of sinful people to be crucified. But yet, after the crucifixion, he shall be resurrected. He foretold it. Everybody else that died, they died, they laid hands on them, they woke up. It was never prophesied that Lazarus would come from the grave. But Jesus himself said, I'm going to the tomb, but I won't be there long. Matter of fact, I'm just going to borrow a tomb. Because I plan on giving it right back. But watch, so the resurrection is more than just resurrecting hear this when I say it because when I heard this statement it stuck and it began to gyrate my spirit hear it Jesus did not die for you he died as you the Bible says that he knew not sin became sin so Jesus did not die for you he died As you because you and I were destined to a devil's hell, but Jesus stepped in and took our place. So he didn't die for us, he died as us. But watch the resurrection was not as you, but for you. Okay. He resurrected for you. He died as you, but resurrected for you. So when he got up out of the crave, he says, I'm doing this just for you so that you can be restored. That what to be restored? You can be restored right back into your rightful place. Everything that you lost in the Garden of Eden, now I'm restoring it right back to you. It is restoration time. Somebody shout it's restoration time. When he got up he came to restore all things that devil had messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up, snatched up from your life. Jesus got up to say, "Give me my stuff back so I can give it back to my people." Hallelujah. He came to restore us. What did he come to restore? When they looked into the tomb, they saw the garments of Christ laying inside the tomb. His garments. But they just weren't scattered all over the place like a madman trying to dash out of an enclosed, entombed prison. They were neatly folded and placed in the tomb. In Jewish cultures, when you're dining with family members and friends or at someone's house, and you have to get up from the table to let the waiters and the servers know that you'll be back, the Jewish culture, they will fold their napkin nice and neatly. And place it in front of the plate. Letting them know, don't take my food, I'm coming back. <laughs> Especially if it's good food. You know what I'm talking about? Your best house, they, they, and you get up and go to the bathroom, and they done took your food, and you're like, I ain't done with that yet. Right. But they done took it. Right. They would fold their napkins to let you know and to signify, I'll be back. I felt on a swatch, nigga, coming on there. <laughs> I'll be back. Take it, maybe I'll be back. You didn't say it with your Australian swag. I'll be back. Jesus folded his garments that they had draped him in nice and neat inside the tomb. Why? Signifying. Wow. And when they looked in, they saw these garments. But Watch. In order for Jesus to leave his garments, that must have meant that he left out naked. So what does that tell me? That what was lost in the garden is now being found in the garden. See, in the Garden of Eden in the beginning, they were in a garden, naked and unashamed. So they lost their transparency and their posture of nakedness in the garden. But Jesus comes to reclaim the nakedness in a garden. Oh, God. See, that's the problem with human mankind is that we're so full of ourselves that we're. Yeah. We lost the ability to be transparent and to be naked. See, y'all thought the pandemic brought about a mask to cover your face, but you've been wearing a mask a long time. We cover up all the frailties and the flaws and the mishaps and all the things that we don't like about us with the hopes that we can be accepted by people and that people will like us for all of this masquerading that we're doing just to fit in, just to stand out so we won't be a misfit. To be accepted, forgetting that the beloved died so that we can be accepted. But we want to be accepted by these when we should only be focused on being accepted by him. So he came to reclaim the posture of our heart, which is transparency, which is nakedness. That we'll stand before the Father naked and unashamed. That we'll go ahead and confess. Our fault fall to say, look at me, Father. I know I'm jacked up. I know I'm messed up. Y'all cried up in here. Like, y'all were saved and sanctified, coming out of your mother's womb like you ain't never sinned, like you ain't never done nothing with your judgmental self. And we get all naked before God and say, God, this is me. Naked and unashamed. And before God, naked and unashamed. Surely before these people, and I'm not saying take your clothes off. But we got to stand naked in before our brethren. So the posture of our hearts, he's reclaiming that we will once again be naked. The next thing he, he reclaims in the garden is our positions. Our positions were lost in the garden. But he comes to reclaim our positions in him. So now when they look into the tomb, watch, they're looking in a tomb, but really they should be expecting a birthing out of the womb. Oh, God, because he that is in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Nicodemus asked this question. Jesus tells him, be born again. He said, how can a grown man climb back up into his mother and be born again? That can't happen. Jesus said, no, no, I'm not talking about in the flesh, spiritual. You need to be reborn, rebirth to be born again. You need not to stand on the outside, but you need to go all the way in. And it's through this birthing process that your old mess of a flesh is now cleansed, purged and sanctified through the blood of Jesus. So position, posture, position and lastly, power. Jesus got up to restore your power. He got up for you for this so that he can come and breathe the Holy Spirit on you so that now you can partake of the power of the Holy Spirit he got up to fulfill the promise he said I must go so that another will come the wonderful he's the counselor the paraclete the Holy Spirit the advocate to watch the wisdom of God you, the power of God you, made manifest in the earth frame Jesus said I gotta get up so that you can have your power again because watch the resurrection tomb Jesus could have easily ascended into heaven and been done with his journey and his assignment he didn't have to get up but he had to get up. Why? For you. To receive the power. I believe in my crazy mind and I'm closing. Jesus in the tomb thinking, man, wait a minute, God, I can't come see you yet. That was something I was supposed to do. There was one thing left for me to do. And God says, what is it, son? I was supposed to release the promise of which you promised them into the earth I was supposed to make sure that there was a transition, that there, there would be a transition from my assignment to the Holy Spirit's assignment. And I got to make sure this happens. I can't go until that happens. So, Father, I'm coming, but give me a moment. Forty days, he roams throughout all of the cities showing himself. And declaring that the Messiah, the Son of God is risen. That the stone has rolled away. And everything that they said about him was true. That he would be arisen. He's telling everybody. Everybody he would encounter. 40 days he's going from city to city. Telling folk. Josephus said that there was over 500 eyewitnesses accounts. That saw Jesus in his resurrected body hundred and then finally on the 50th day the promise is fulfilled we call it Pentecost the promise of the promiser is made manifested Jesus got up just so that you could be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost would you stand to your feet with me this morning He got up for you to restore your posture of true nakedness, to restore your position in him. He doesn't want you on the outside. He wants you on the inside. So often we stand on the outskirts of the church, outside of a relationship with God. God wants you all the way in. Somebody shout, I'm all in. He wants you all in. And lastly, he comes to restore the power you need this power to walk in this darkened world I want to pray and after I pray I want to submit to maybe even one that is here today that would say I need this risen Jesus that you're speaking of Father now in the name of Jesus I declare in this place that you will loose the anointing of your Holy Spirit to draw from the north the south the east and the west For you have declared none come lest the spirit of God draws them. Draw them now God in the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you have not accepted Jesus in the pardon of your sins. Now is the time. The risen savior has resurrected for this very moment. Or maybe you have your back backslidden and you're coming back to him today. Today is a great day. For you to mark on your calendar that I have given my life and got my life together with Jesus. On Resurrection Sunday, backslidden hadn't accepted Him. If that's you today, just slip your hand in the air, right quick. Want to get it right? I see you. I see you. Any others today that would say, "I see you"? Any others today? Any others today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Our greeters are going through the aisles. If you lifted your hand, just stick your hand out there and grab grab one of those cards. Just fill it out. Give it back to that greeter if you would. If you lifted your hand, two over here, one over here. Just grab that car for whatever reason, getting your life right. Pardon of your sins. This is a time for you. One up here. Amen. One there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for a drawing of your spirit. And, Father, that you're touching these, your people, those who have made a dedication and decision, God, to follow you all the way. We thank you, God, for the resurrection and the restoration. In Jesus' mighty name. If you're here, you don't have a church home, my last appeal to you today... And you felt the Spirit of God drawing you to this place. If that's you, and you want to connect with Elevate Church, if that's you, would you slip your hand in the air? Amen. If that is you, transition from one church to the next. Want to be a part of what God is doing here. If you would, lift your hand in the air. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. And God, we give you the glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody shout amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, give him some glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you guys. Thank you for being here with us, for all of our online guests. Thank you for tuning in. I would ask for those of you who are in the sanctuary, if you would exit uh, to the left and to the right of me, or we all going out to the left, my left, your right. Amen. Amen. I would love to shake all of my first-time, second-time, and third-time guest hands. I will be out in the parking lot, amen, to meet and greet you as we make room and space for those who are coming in for our 1030 service. If you have to go to the restroom, do so, but we ask that you exit through the sanctuary, through the side doors. God bless you. God, keep me is my prayer. Lord.